My mama would say, you gotta fight for what is right. To her I would say, I wanna give back the world some light. Mm -hmm. But it's an empty road, I feel so alone, I forgot. Hey, good morning, Patriots. And today is Friday, January 26th in the year 2024. It's going to be covering a lot of things today, and we're going to be centering on the whole concept of Habakkuk. If you don't know the story, it is a story of the prophet Habakkuk talking about the imminent invasion of Israel and the Israelites and the enslavement that was coming before them from the Babylonians. And it literally begins with, O oh Lord, how long will I call for help and you will not hear? I cry out to you, violence, yet you do not save. Why do you make me see iniquity 
and cause me to look on wickedness. For destruction and violence are before me, strife continues and contention arises. Therefore, the law is ineffective and ignored, and justice is never upheld. For the wicked surround the righteous, therefore justice becomes perverted. And the Lord replied, Look among the nations, see, be astonished, wonder. For I am doing something in your days you would not believe if you were told. Patriots, these are very trying times and things are escalating very quickly. Some of the message this morning is not going to be easy, but it's going to be real. And it's things we have to start facing and understanding that there is no time for games. There's no time, as Pete Chambers said the other day, to watch football and play games and worry about things. It's one time. Get battle ready. Michael Yon said the same thing last night. Cut out the cowards in your life. Focus on those you can trust. This is a very dangerous and a very important hour in which America will start to define itself into the new era. We will either rise to be a nation or we will fall. And many will say, yes, but God's got this. God always has this. But the outcomes of where God takes us depends a great deal on how we ourselves stand in a critical hour. And this is a critical hour. And it's a critical hour to pay attention to what's going on, to stay informed, to absolutely rid yourself of fear and anchor yourself deep within your faith, the faith and strength of the tools of war that God has given us, and prepare for battle because battle is on the, on the horizon. Patriots, before we get going, understand that in this critical hour, there's a number of things that are in play. One of them is food. And don't kid yourself. These people are ruthless. They will do everything they can to sever you from food supplies, either to starve you or to break your will. They don't play. The media is hiding everything. We know that. And there comes a point where all of this is going to begin to break. And as it does, that ensues more chaos. This is part of their plan. You have to be prepared. Social unrest is their game. We have to be better and we have to be better prepared. Head on over to preparewithbards.com. Preparewithbards.com. There you will find the three-month emergency food kit by My Patriot Supply. It, right now it's $200 off. Get one for every member of your family. These are preparation food kits that have 2,000 calories a day for each person. They come in sealed bags that last with a shelf life of 25 years. And it's an assurance that you've got emergency food that's ready to go or can store in places out of the way, wherever you need it to be. You can always rely on it. And in so doing, you'll know that you'll have the energy and things that you need to move forward. My Patriot Supply is the nation's number one supplier of emergency food. If you order this in before 3 p.m., it's same-day free shipping. So again, head on over to preparewithbards.com, preparewithbards.com. Take advantage of the savings on the three-month emergency food kit. Get your family prepared and get one for each member of your family today. I'm going to go over some interesting things this morning, I think, that are perspective. I want to begin with this. Yesterday, I've been very suspicious of some things that have been evolving. And one of them is timing. If you will remember that there was a high-level terrorist that was identified the other day on the border. And the reporter asked him who he was. He looked at him and he said, essentially, and I'm paraphrasing, you don't know who I am? He said, you're too stupid to know who I am. But you'll know who I am soon. We've come to find out that this is a very high-level operator in the terrorist network. And this is 
he is part of a Iranian group that has come over and they are here to cause problems and he is on the soil. You can look at this as the arrival of the general because it's not a coincidence as far as I'm concerned that once he's been identified that the pivot is made in Texas to try to suddenly seal the border. You have to understand something. I have no trust in Abbott. I don't care how much good he may seem he is doing. He is part of and was part of, again, this year, the World Economic Forum. And if you listen to what Michael Yan said last night in the show, Michael Yan referred to him as a general in the World Economic Forum. So this is something you need to be very clear about. Don't be deceived by what you're seeing. Now, I'm very suspicious of this on many reasons. They have been unable to stop President Trump. They've been unable to stop this movement at all. There's politics always in play. So I started looking at the states that joined and how quickly they joined. 25 states aligned with Texas. Now, there's a lot of things that people could say. They'd be like, well, there's a lot of backdoor deals going on. It's like, yeah, we could say that. And I'm sure that there are a number of backroom deals going on and things were prepared. They just weren't randomly done. I get all of that. But I have some real questions about some of the states that joined in so quickly. Most notably was Kemp in Georgia. Why would Kemp suddenly join in who has been behind the Dominion systems and defending them in Georgia, who we know runs a completely corrupt government who hates Trump? Why would he jump on board with Abbott to defend the borders? Then we have a look at DeSantis. DeSantis is straight up controlled already. He recently fell out of the race. He even had the bushes around him funding him. And here he jumps on board with Abbott. Then Ohio. This is the state that just passed the most radical transgender policy ever. And they allowed openly pedophilia to be done. This is horrible. And their governor jumped on board. And I start to look at this and I start to ask a lot of questions. I mean, we have some good governors, don't get me wrong, but there's a lot of questions. Christy Neom. Christy Neom had, she was pro-transgender surgeries because one of her staff members owned transgender clinics, or senior advising person, I should say. She can't keep herself, can't keep her legs together, I don't think. These are people that are morally bankrupt. Let's be clear about this. And they're now taking this strong constitutional stand. And all of a sudden, all at once, I smell a rat in this. I'm telling you. And I don't know exactly what it is we're looking at. But I can tell you that this is not what it seems. I know people are all excited about Texas and getting the border. But I'm looking at something here which is a setup to do something much bigger. I am, we just need to be aware. This is what I'm saying. And you need to start paying attention to the details. But in a political year, when we're seeing this happen, and we're seeing this, we're seeing Abbott, who is a known World Economic Forum person, pivot. I'm not yet going to give him credit that somehow God came to his heart and he did the right thing for Texas. There's something deeper in this, in my opinion. I don't know what it is, but I keep looking at it. And I just get highly suspicious. Because if I was to look at this from a political map, 
and I look at the alliance of governors to Abbott, I'd be thinking, hmm, alliance to governors with Abbott and Trump wasn't included. Trump's vo voiced his support for it, but nobody reached into President Trump. Why would that be? We know that Trump's pro-border. We know that some of these people fought him on his policies of immigration, yet now suddenly they all want to be the hero. It starts to sound pretty sleight of handish. It starts to sound like in a political year, like you're trying to divide again. So I would just caution anybody from getting overly excited about this big event because we already have the other problem of this, which is the build, what we'll call the build. And let me just be, be clear about this. This isn't just me. I was praying on this the other day, and God just literally says, this is, this is what I was shown. So I back this up with research to say this is how I'm thinking, but I'm also telling you this is what I see in prayer. When that dude, that Muslim leader comes across the border. Now, I need to say something here. I can't, I've got to tag him not as a Muslim. He's a terrorist. This guy is a terrorist. And he's working for the, world, the globalists to try to incite a religious war on our soil. That's what he's trying to do. So as he steps across the border and he gets identified, suddenly this whole event happens. And it's, again, it's, it looks very much like a distraction. They don't want you to look this way. They want you to look over here. Suddenly, we're going to seal the borders. We're going to protect everything. And as I'm praying on this, it's like the words, the build is complete. What does that mean? This goes back to Habakkuk. It means that the invading army is now here. And they've accomplished the level that they need, and their general has now arrived, now seal the borders, or at least make people think you are, and now get ready because he even said it, you're going to find out who I am soon. That would suggest a tremendous amount of, of things ready to hit the states, and I don't think that they're going to be good. So let me read you a, a couple posts this morning that I think are relevant. I think they're very relevant. This one here. This is from the account Jack Straw on X. And here it goes. The final battle, the end of an ancient power. It says, do you remember the 60,000 chemical explosives that came up missing during the rail trip from Wyoming to California? The 30 tons of ammonium nitrate? Question mark. Do you remember the list of 17 cities to be avoided? Do you remember the UN troops being spotted in different cities? Do you remember the emergency phones that were given to Congress? Do you remember the power grid blackout warning? Because we are approaching critical time where all these things will become a factor. We are facing the end of a regime who are at their last lap around the block and they will not go away quietly. You have to ask yourself, why does Senator Tommy Tuberville expect these types of events? What does, his, what does he know regarding the incentives behind these attacks? What are the Biden policies that would leave America open to these false flags? Domestic security policy, question mark. Immigration policy, question mark. Intelligence operations, question mark. Border security policy, question mark. Foreign policy, question mark. Whatever it may be, Russia may be something to do with, may have something to do with it, given the investigation into the Crimea bridge attacks that will be led by the U.S. government. Many of us are sitting around waiting for a direct offense into the decertification of the 2020 election. 
Many of us are waiting for mass arrest. Many of us are waiting for military tribunals. Many of us are waiting for Jeffrey Epstein client list. And rightfully so. But do we know what comes with this? Ask yourself why a direct disclosure in these areas have yet to make it on the airways and saturated over every method of communication. Because there are many contingency plans in place where the elite will have no choice but to retaliate by ensuring we do not get any of these things without major loss of life in the process on the way to justice we all want. They already have everything mapped out the moment we get a whiff of one of them being arrested and sent to Gitmo. Are you ready for the fallout that comes with the justice we all await? Because it will accompany what will bring an end to all the suffering caused by people who serve at very ancient evil. So I hope you are prepared to face all of the consequences as a result of bringing justice to these Satanists and Luciferians because it's coming fast and furious. Read and prepare. On point. And it's what you've heard here the whole time. We are into a very dynamic war, and it has been a very, very difficult battle to get to this point. Deception is everywhere. And it has always been a principal rule of mine to question everything. We also have to get to the root of where the war's origins are, and we have to see this. We know that there's been a war waged upon the, the sense of people, and it's a war waged to destroy this country at the very core. This war is waged in certain principal areas. We know that immigration is part of it to have a replacement strategy. We know that economics is part of it because they want to cover the crimes of, of financial rape that they've done around the world and institute a system that would enslave people forever. We know that the shot was a critical part of it, not the shot itself, but what was coming through the shot. Depopulation, weakening of the American body politic, the the degradation and division that happens when you start to divide a country from within, even at the level of family, and the consequences of the shot itself, which leave for long-term medical liability for a nation as the inject itself begins to delaminate nerves and begins to expose people to the greater forces of 5G. There is a dark, dark element behind all of this, which we know, which is meta, and meta is part of a new world that they're trying to create in a virtual space that is already happening, where every single person is being mapped out in a three-dimensional model in a, in a virtual reality space, every single human on Earth, because they have learned ways to manipulate your mind, ways to manipulate your conscience, ways to use frequencies to control populations. All of this that you've witnessed has been a live experiment over the last three years to see how far they can go. And if you doubt that, go back to one event and ask yourself how it was possible. How did they take a nation and take a nation in a moment of a crisis and make it obsess about toilet paper? That was not an accident. That was a test. These are all signposts along the way to pay attention to what is happening and how they have been literally moving a population and in social engineering a population with trauma to keep it distracted and to lead it to a point of complete total enslavement. That is an operation that has to be victorious here first before they can be victorious on the globe. Censorship has been another big part of their program to limit the flow of information. Most of this, oh, most of these things, the core people have overcome. But there's also been this other war and it's the war at the root of the family. They have done this over generations to weaken the structure of the family, to break it down, to limit the size of the family so there's not as many kids. 
and to continue to whittle down the, the strength of the core family so that when this moment came and they were able to hit with the COVID con, disrupting and breaking key threads within the family's soul ties and, and disrupting the center of the family, watching the death of many, then came the flow that followed from that, which was the replacement strategy. And the replacement strategy was critical because the replacement strategy brought us to a point where we were truly able to start seeing their vision, to bring in people that didn't speak English, people that often didn't read or write, people that were being coming from areas claiming to have seek asylum when what they were doing is coming here to birth new babies, birth new children, and birth people that had no understanding of a constitution or a declaration of independence, or even the founding documents in which we are. These people have populated into our society and they've created the tag, which they will use very, very well, of illegal aliens. So we'll see them as not part of us. We'll hate them. We'll divide amongst them. And with this, we've missed the greater strategy that's been in play. And that greater strategy has been truly the replacement strategy, not just of the people, but of the body politic. I played this last night. Take a listen to this now. The purpose of the establishment-run invasion at the southern border is to permanently change the U.S. electorate forever. And the solution is obvious. But first, a video for context. Numbers you need to understand. Yale University released a study last week by three researchers, all of them liberal, I believe, who concluded that the actual number of illegal aliens in this country is not 11 million. It's north of 22 million. 22 million. Mm. Fact one. Fact two. The Democratic Party is now, as a matter of policy, calling for the legalization of all illegals in this country. Citizenship voting rights. 22 million new voters. Fact mm -hmm. three. The overwhelming majority of first-time immigrant voters vote Democrat. Fact four. The largest margin in American presidential history was 17 million votes. 1980 election. Rather, 1984 election between Mondale and, and, and Reagan. And Reagan, yeah. 17 million. You would add to our voter rolls 22 million at least permanent electoral majority in perpetuity. That's what this is about. It's not about making the country better, serving our labor needs, helping the population. It's about putting Democrats in power forever. Are that you, is the yeah. truth of our immigration debate, period. The goal is to permanently change the electorate and keep one party in power forever. Here's a couple of solutions and observations. One, there is no physical way to remove 22 million new people. I'm sorry, but it's impossible. It would cost billions of tax dollars. Would it need to significantly increase the size of the federal government to even attempt and would require the mobilization of military domestically to round up said people and forcefully remove? I don't care what anyone says. It's just physically not possible to be done without huge social and political fallout. The damage caused from such an effort is most likely larger than the problem it aims to solve. But then what can we do? Solutions need to win over the incoming populace, educate and inform. The premise for the importing Democratic Party is that all the illegal immigrants will vote blue. What if we convince them to vote red? Close that gap. If the potential votes of illegal immigrants were red instead of blue, it would not only solve the electoral manipulation problem, but the establishment would be forced to shut down the border immediately to prevent additional red votes. Even if the border was shut down today, we have an issue of 22 million new people we need to deal with. Yes, close the border. We're full. Great. But we also need to start thinking of actual, real solutions for the people that are already here. If it's about putting Democrats in power forever, the most obvious solution, split the migrant vote. He's 100% right. 
and this is the way we have to start thinking because this is a very critical hour. A lot of things are coming to a head, and this ancient evil that these people serve is now coming to its final last stand. And it's not going to walk away. And we've said this for a long time. It's not here to give up easily. It doesn't do that. It didn't live this long because it walked away. It will burn things to the ground to the very end. We are dealing with a government that knows the truth, that doesn't want to let the people know. As an example, documents today are coming out about the FBI, what the FBI is saying. They're saying things like this with a, with a memo that said, the United States is facing a new and imminent danger. Dear Mr. Speaker, Senate Majority Leader and Chairman, as former senior executives of the Federal Bureau of Investigation with deep experience combating dangers to this nation, we write to express our concern about a current specific threat that may be one of the most pernicious ever to menace the United States. The danger arises from the nature of the threat itself. Wars and espionage and bombing and riots and sadly familiar delivery systems of inability, intimidation, instability, intimidation, and insecurity. The country has faced these and more throughout the history and has held together, though not without struggle. The threat we call out today is new and unfamiliar. In its modern history, the United States has over has never suffered an invasion of a homeland, and yet one of the one is unfolding now. Military-aged men from across the globe, many from countries and or regions not friendly to the United States, are landing in waves on our soil by the thousands, not by splashing ashore from a ship or parachuting from a plane, but rather by foot across a border that has been accurately ad advertised around the world as largely unprotected and ready to access, ready with ready access granted. It would be difficult to overstate the danger represented by the presence inside our borders of what is comparatively a multi-division army of young single adult males from hostile nations and regions whose background, intent, and allegiance is completely unknown. They include individuals encountered by border officials and then possibly released into the country, along with a shocking high estimate of get, uh, gotaways, meaning those who have entered and evaded apprehension. In light of such daunting, unprecedented uh, penetration by uninvited foreign actors, it is reasonable to assert that the country possesses dramatically diminished national security at this time. The nation's military and laws and other natural protective barriers that have provided traditional security in the past have been thoroughly circumvented over the past three years. Patriots, I need you to appreciate the magnitude of what this letter is saying and realize the level of treason in our government and our military and our law enforcement. This is across the nation. And while it's at the local level, it's easy to say that they were subject to rules from above. The heart of America needs to be reawakened to the warrior heart and the heart of a spine of a patriot. We are at a point right now where we have seen and we have called it out for three years now. Where are the men? The men have been broken. The men have been subjected to all of these attacks of psychological and emotional and financial. The men have drifted away from being the core. Pornography has been a key weapon in this war to break men's will to fight. We have the war on the family, the war on the finances, the war on the jobs. 
All of these things have been part and designed to break the men. Within the shadows and within the, with the void have been women who have stood up to protect their families, and yet the men have remained mostly silent. We are coming to an hour in this nation where this will no longer be a choice. You will either be in this fight or you will be coward. There's not a choice here. And that line is going to be defined the future, not only for this nation, but the future of how people will live with themselves. One can say for the whole time, and just, I didn't, this didn't feel like how I'm going to get in this fight. Everybody has a place in this fight. Everybody. Because if at the moment this of now, the nation is calling. The nation is calling out. And from, the, from that call comes the voice of God. This is a time now for the warriors of Christ to stand. This is not a war that is initially fought with the, with the sword of steel. There are those that will wield that. Some of those are on the border right now under Colonel Pete Chambers. But for the most part, people have to start taking accountability and responsibility at a critical moment in time for their communities. Do you know your neighbor? Do you talk to your neighbor? Have you discussed what to do in case of an emergency? Have you talked faith with your neighbor? Have you let your neighborhood know that you are a strong point for them to come and pray? Have you discussed for your neighborhood that you have knowledge that you can help them in times of crisis to build a garden, to do first aid, whatever it is? Many communities are still very fragmented and broken from COVID. This was by design. Take a look at the attack and look at the strategies used. It was brilliant. The attack was to fracture society, to fracture the families, to divide people over a shot. Because people, we saw the people that were obedient to the state, which are those that they wanted, and those that were disobedient to the state, those that rejected the shot. That division created a blood rift that is still present in many families today unable to bridge because people are too blind. And un unfortunately, with the truth of the shot as it comes out, it creates a massive sense of shame. We talked about this the other night, the power of shame in this. Shame is not just a shame, it's a wound deep within the soul, and it's an entry point for demonic. The shame is keeping people off to the side because as they've come to realize what they've done, what they've done to their families, part of the shame is to realize truly that we are in a place where they have to start admitting to a fault simply to heal, and they can't because they're carrying within them a decision that has altered their lives. People have been, been physically degraded by this shot. People have died. Our military has been subjected to this bioweapon. All of these things, you construct a model and you understand the level of deceit. There is not a person in D.C. that does not have their finger in some sort of pot of guilt. We have every single one of our flag officers in the United States military that did the wrong thing. They had no moral courage to stand up and say, this was something we won't do. We will stand for the nation. Not one general, not one general stood up and proclaimed that this was enemies domestic. Because every one of them has been compromised. Every one of them compromised from a variety of reasons. We have been infiltrated deeply in every single sector of our government. We have been infiltrated within our legal sphere where many law, people of law hate our country and they, they, we don't even need lawyers. They have kept the knowledge away from us on the concept of common law, the root and power of what we truly have as a people. We're in a very critical moment where people are now, as they wake up, we realize the amount of information we need and what we need to do to get to the place we should be. And quite frankly, very few people are where they need to be. But that's the beauty of the way God works. Because at the end of the day, 
God knows that in the greater force of all of this, there is one source and one solution we all have, and that's turning to him and anchoring ourselves in the faith in him. That doesn't mean be passive. This end of times theory that comes from the Schofield Bible, it was injected into our nation to derail the whole entire concept of faith, to take us away from the principles of the Geneva Bible, to inject the Schofield Bible, to take us into end time theory, and to create a pacified church. It succeeded. They created the scenarios in Israel to make people believe that it was truly an end times war, and people rushed to the side of, of Israel openly proclaiming as Christians that it's okay to eradicate an entire species of people called Palestinians. This is sickness. This is the distortion of the mind of a passive deception and psychological warfare program against a nation that has never truly suffered. The sad part about this time right now is Americans have become decadent. They become accustomed to getting all they need from the Walmarts and the and the Costcos and the Sam's Club and the various places that they need. They do not take care of themselves like they used to. We are not a nation of agrarians rooted in the soil. We become a nation of consumers rooted in the the cheap sale and the Chinese made goods. This is how they've moved us. And this last four years has been a push, a hard push, actually five coming this spring on this channel to push forward this idea that we truly need to be getting back to the root, back to the core, getting our hands dirty, start taking responsibility. County by county comes from that. And county by county is the foundation, the framework on which every one of us needs to be mapping and looking at and how we are going to move forward. And from there, we have the power of understanding the next level of that, to be able to organize in a community level, to use our authorities locally as we learn more about common law, to take our, our country back. But mark my word, it's fundamentally this simple. Know your neighbor and know your community. Because as things go forward here, we don't know where this eruption is going to happen. Cities are the worst place to be. If you're in cities, you need to get away. And you need to get out. And the time is running out. And I can't tell you, if, if you feel God has you there, and, and even if you're there, then that's where God has you. Then you have to prepare a different way. But this is going to be a disturbing period of time that we're going into. And it's not going to be easy. America is going to look at a certain point like it is lost. America will look like it's in an inferno. We will see things that will look horrible. But what you're going to also start seeing is the rise of the true patriot that's going to step into the line and take this nation back. Now, I've said this to you before, and I'm very serious what I'm going to tell you today. And I need you to please hear my heart. I want you to go and watch the video with Colonel Pete Chambers on Alex Jones. I want you to pay attention to what he's telling you. I want you to pay attention to his demeanor. I know where Pete's at. Pete's in the warrior mode. And I've said this so many times on this show. If America comes to the point that the veterans have to stand up to take this nation back, don't complain. It's easy to cheer right now about seeing them come forward, but don't complain. Because this will be a cleaning. This will be a cleaning from top to bottom. And it'll be a cleaning that there will be nothing left when we get through with this of any evil whatsoever. But it's not going to be an easy road. And Americans don't have the stomach for it, or at least not yet. But they will. We are dealing first and foremost with a war that has to be engaged in the spirit, but God is calling his warriors that have battle experience and have taken in the walk in the Holy Spirit. This is a whole different type of warfare. We aren't just dealing with a war in the flesh. We are dealing with an evil that has consumed this nation. 
And every single person that walks in the Holy Spirit right now has to have the authority and the power to step in and realize that where there is bad, there is good. But that good is going to come first and foremost through the spreading of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it also comes from building bridges. Next week, we are going to have an interview, a great show. I'm looking forward to it with Corey Terry, Special Forces Team Sergeant Retired, and his interpreter, Sammy. Sammy is Muslim. He loves this nation. He sees what's happening. We have to be building bridges. We have to start looking for those where we come together as a true melting pot, as one nation under God. Yes, we are a nation anchored in our, in our Christian values. But there are many people here that love this nation for the many other things that we have. And they respect the concept of this nation, regardless of whether they're Christian or not. Those bridges we also have to build. And it's essential because right now, this whole war is designed to divide and to conquer. And quite frankly, it's making good progress. It isn't a time to play games. Not at all. Patriots, this is an hour which we are being called upon to look and see the greaterness of what's here. God's bigger plan right now is moving everything in place. Whatever you do, you cannot lose faith. This is why I'm encouraging everybody to read the book Habakkuk today. It's a short book, three chapters. Read that and understand what's being said there. Because in the midst of all of this, and in a very profound and powerful understanding in, in Habakkuk, it comes to the very end, the end where Habakkuk realizes truly let me see if I can pull this up here. Hang on a second. Truly where the message of God is. And this comes down to this. And he says, You have trampled on the sea with your horses on the surge of many waters. I heard and my whole inner self trembled. My lips quivered at the sound. Decay and rottenness enter my bones. And I tremble in my place because I must wait quietly for the day of distress for the people to arise who will invade and attack us. Though the fig tree does not blossom and there is no fruit on the vines, though the yield of the olive fails and the fields produce no food, though the flock is cut off from the fold and there are no cattle in the stalls, yet I will choose to rejoice in the Lord. I will choose to shout in exaltation in the victorious God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength my source of courage, my invincible army. He has made my feet steady and sure like, like hind's feet and makes me walk forward with spiritual confidence on my high places of challenge and responsibility for the choir director on, on my stringed instruments. We are in a time right now that the greatest strength that we have is our anchoring in our faith and the belief in God. All of this requires that everybody gets deeper in the relationship with God and understands that each one of us carries a very important part of this fight. This fight is for us to come together in the body of Christ. And through the tremblings and shakings that will happen, the closer we come together in prayer, the more bridges we build, the stronger we become, and we become invincible. This enemy can't steal that in your heart from you unless you give it. This enemy can't take anything from, from you that God gave unless you give it. Give them nothing. Give them nothing. I want you to play this piece here. Take a listen. Not the other thing. And I'd look at him and I'd say, good. And finally one day he was telling me about some issue that he was having, some problem. And he said, I already know what you're going to say. And I said, well, what am I going to say? He said, you're going to say good. 
He said, that's what you always say. When something is wrong and going bad, you always just look at me and say, good. And I said, well, yeah. When things are going bad, there's going to be some good that's going to come from it. Didn't get the new high-speed gear we wanted? Good. Didn't get promoted? Good. More time to get better. Oh, mission got canceled? Good. We can focus on another one. Didn't get funded. Didn't get the job you wanted. Got injured. Sprained my ankle. Got tapped out? Good. Got beat? Good. You learned. Unexpected problems? Good. We have the opportunity to figure out a solution. That's it. When things are going bad, don't get all bummed out, don't get startled, don't get frustrated. If you can say the word good, guess what? It means you're still alive. It means you're still breathing. And if you're still breathing, well now, you still got some fight left in you. So get up, dust off, reload, recalibrate, re-engage go out on the attack. Get after it. This is a time right now to not be down, not be hesitant, but to dig in. And if you can say good, you can say God. And God is with you in every step. Patriots, I want to leave you with this piece here before we pray. It's powerful. This is actually a a recruitment video for special forces. But I want you to hear the values in this because this is at the core of the Green Beret. In this hour right now, you can be blessed by one very big thing, that amongst the ranks of the many that are out here, amongst the ranks even in Bard's nation, you have Green Berets. They never quit. They never will. They understand what it is to raise up an army in the midst of impossible odds. They are there. They are in the shadows. They are around. They are working constantly right now for this nation. Hold that in your heart when you think you're down and you feel alone. Because you're not. Because there are many good people right now that are mobilizing to protect this nation. But mark my word, this nation will be changed. And hopefully in a good way. To where it finally wakes up to the responsibility of every single person to be a patriot. Time to be a patriot. I just got the wind knocked out. Get out of here! Take cover! We're gonna blow this shit! No man can change the world alone. Though many in the past have tried. What stands in the way is a love for home. And the lives of great men across the world who have died. Fighting for a truth that can be hard to see. Training in the shadows while others sleep, in the mountains, in the rivers, in the fields and valleys. There's a sacred promise they've sworn to keep, a freedom 
for all and the courage to dream. The joy of a child under a peaceful orange sun. The heart and strength that supports a team is what makes all the difference when the day is done. The time to save the world is happening right now. And the Green Beret serve as a way how. Patriots, this is an hour right now to start coming together. Get your footing. Get your anchor. It begins in Scripture. Get solid there. There is no such thing as fear. And fear is said to us 365 times. Fear not. This is time to get solid in who we are. We're warriors in Christ. In this hour, it's very important to awaken that and to understand the principles of which God has called us to do. The short list, as Pastor Dave Bryant calls. Spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Heal the sick and the broken. Cast out demons, raise the dead, and seek the greater works. At the core of this, this is a fight that's two-dimensional. It's a dimension of the spirit, and it's a dimension of the flesh. The war begins in the spirit. Ephesians 6, 10 to 18. From there, once we, we get that strong, you keep your armor on, you fight constantly in the spirit and constantly in prayer. Let God lead your hands. Nothing is done by our own. And as we trust in God for each and every step, each one of us is placed on the battlefield where we need to be. And God's perfect army then arises, and the enemy has no chance. There will be some eggs that will be broken, but in the end of the day, people will wake up and this nation will arise. Now, Patriots, as we start today, Colonel Pete Chambers is carrying a very big burden right now. It's a burden that could change his life. I need everybody to keep him in your prayers. This is no joke. I don't say this lightly. I know what he carries, but it's not for me to speak. Patriots, this is a very dangerous time we are in, and the reveals and the truths that are coming out will be heavy. So pray for him. Keep him in your prayers all day. He needs prayer covering, as does his team, and as does this rally down on the border. There's a lot of events coming, but begin today with Colonel Pete Chambers. Keep him in your prayers all day and in the coming days because he's literally on the point of this point of the spear. This man is leading the nation. As he said, he was a man and a dog and his horse that started this whole thing down on the border after he was forced out of the military. And he chose to serve the nation, not in uniform, but with the experience he carried in his heart and to put himself totally on the line to do what's the impossible. But that's the heart of the American. That's the heart of the Green Beret. That's the heart of the true patriot. And he's winning, but he can't do it without our prayers. General George Patton understood very clearly that an army can never go on its own without the prayers of a nation. It's time to call that into, into, into effect. Pray for Pete Chambers. Pray for his team. Pray for this rally down at the border. And pray for Pete Chambers. This is an important day to do all the above. Patriots, let's pray. Father God, we come to you today humbled and blessed. We thank you for this time that we have and the time we have to assemble. And Father, we begin our prayer today for Colonel Pete Chambers, retired Special Forces. The weight that he carries on his heart is huge. The truths that he, he wields are truly the swords that will demolish strongholds. 
So, Father, we pray into him. We give him and we place a hedge of protection around him. We lift him up and we say, Lord, send down war angels to protect him. Send down healing angels to protect him from heal any wounds. Give him the blessing of Christ to walk with him. Give him the power of Holy Spirit to flow through him. And, Father, give him the anointings of a warrior in God in this critical hour. Pete Chambers is a man of God. He speaks scripture. He walks as, a, as the dual path of a warrior that fights both in the spirit and in the flesh. So, Father, guide his hand. Protect his team. Bless them with all that you have. Place a hedge of protection around them, a hedge of protection grounded in the blood of Christ that goes infinitely up and infinitely down. May they all be blessed, and may they all be guided by war angels to walk with them. Father, we also pray for the convoy coming to the, to the border. We pray for reasoned minds. We pray for people to keep their head on the swivel. We pray that any sort of attempt by the evil be rebuked and cast out. We pray a hedge of protection around all that will be there. We pray a hedge of protection anchored in the blood of Christ that will be impenetrable by evil. And any of those that are within the ranks that have been penetrated in this to try to create false events, may they be exposed. May their, may their plans be broken and may their words and tongues be gagged. Father, we pray for a nation right now in a critical hour, a nation that has been infiltrated, a nation that has been infiltrated by the most evil of, of evils. This is truly the final hour of an ancient evil that must face its own doom. And so, Father, we pray for the warriors, warriors in Christ to now rise, to raise each and every day to wage war into the spirit, to wage war against evil, to wage war, to have a, a, a war of prayer and a war of intercession that is so profound that it shakes to the very root. And so, Father, we also, we also pray, we also pray, Father, for the, the following on of this, that we pray for that dream that we've been speaking of for days, a dream truly that leads the nation and the world to an experience with Jesus, that every person on earth Every person at a simultaneous moment, whether waking or asleep, will have a vision of Jesus to have them witness the power of our Lord and Savior, to witness the love of our Lord and Savior, to witness the compassion, the forgiveness, and the might of our Lord and Savior. It is there that we truly hit the threshing floor, the separation between the good and the evil, those that will choose to follow him and those that will choose to follow evil. Let there be no middle ground left. And may this truly be a war where there is a clarity of whom each person serves. We need to level the battlefield. We need to level the fight. And with this, Lord, are we close this prayer again with a declaration and the call to have a dream that every person on this earth may have an encounter with Jesus at the same time. And may that witness, that exposure, that moment be so profound that there be no mistake on whom our King is. We say all these things praying for mercy and grace for a nation in a critical hour. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Well, Patriots, a lot ahead, and there's going to be a lot of upheavals ahead. But we're going to keep focused, stay focused, and keep a battle, foot, a battle footing. This is every single day we get up, this is a war we wage, a war that begins with prayer and intercession, a war be, that begins with God's field manual, the Bible. And as we open that up and go through the scriptures and get ourselves deep in the word, God will speak to us more deeply and our missions become, and mission sets become more clear. But mind you, mark my word, this will be a time that will change this nation and change the world. But the best part about it is we will win. 
Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Bards FM. Until then, or until the next time, God bless. And out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs, and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who moved forward and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. 
but we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.